Hi, and welcome back to Aircode Coffee. Hi, and welcome to Aircode Coffee. Yes, yes. today uh, we have a fun little topic. Yeah. Is it fun? Um, yes. yes, it, yes, yes, It yes. is a topic, though, so that... Um, is it a hot topic? Mm. Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Is it? No. Okay, but we wanted to talk about front-end versus back-end. Well, yeah, that, that sounds it's a shitty topic, though. Oh, <laughs> but uh, Well, maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, listen and find out. No. <laughs> listen and find out if this topic is shitty. Is it shitty? But, yeah, um, it's been a while, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back into the podcast vibe. Yeah, we, we were a bit rusty, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, you know, what's not rusty? My front-end skills. Because I'm a backender and I think front end is easy. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's um, something you you hear sometimes um, around yeah. the office or maybe, uh, you know, talking to colleagues who are backend developers. Yeah. Or uh, just on the street. Just on the street, Joe. Yeah, you know, just random people approaching you and telling you that, you know, front end is fucking easy and just don't be a little yeah. bitch about it. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I think the concept, well, okay, let's, let's put it this way. Front end, uh, you don't have to have a master's degree to be a front front ender. Yeah, sure. But you also don't need a master's degree to be a back ender. But Mm, there is a whole science behind back end that's very tangible. Like you can write the code in a specific way and there's a syntax behind and stuff. Mm. While front end is for a lot of people is more about feeling. Yeah. And maybe that's where you know the the whole concept of front end is easy. Well, comes it, from it, it's um it, I think I think the main difference is is complexity, right? Um because the code itself yeah. of uh, CSS and HTML is easy as in the, yeah. the tags and stuff and the concept is they is, they, they call it, it non-Turing complete as a backender. Okay. I know this term. So you can't write a whole program yeah. with the tool set you have in those languages. So it's not an actual language. They always call it uh, a templating language, not not a programming <laughs> so language. So it is a language. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, a programming language. Uh-huh. So they, they don't consider it a program, programming language. And I, I think mm. that's true in its practical sense. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the way you can use your language is gonna going to be easy. Yeah, so... It is um, there, there's there's not much you can do. I mean, you you can't create a whole application. No. Um, so in, it, it is easier mm-hmm. um, to learn and easier to start, you know, using HTML, CSS, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think w- what makes the difference between just a, a regular backend developer doing some frontend and uh, an actual frontend developer mm-hmm. is a frontend developer already has also the design philosophy or the design mm-hmm. you know mindset in his back back of his mind um and um you mean because they're also human beings who have a, a sense of beauty a sense of yeah, aesthetic and, and backend developers yeah. don't have a sense of beauty and no, <laughs> <laughs> no they're <laughs> i think uh they're more like the, the technical um like world of backend yeah, th- it's I something that's not inherently part of our. It's more human. It's more functional and more straightforward. 
I think, backend development. Mm-hmm. And with frontend development, there's more of a feeling with, mm-hmm. with code and uh, a feeling with your um, well, with your design. Yeah. So I think that that also creates a, a huge gap between those two, you know, types of yeah. uh, work. It's kind of interesting. As a, I'm not gonna say I'm a pure backender. No, I'm not, and I, I don't. I don't think there's a shame in that, or you have to be proud about what you do anyway. Uh-huh. You, you do what you love, and if you're proud of that, that's fine. But don't start thinking, you know, what you're doing is better than the other thing, because mm-hmm. in the end, it's all about experience. To me, uh, the, the the idea that something is easy is not true until you, you know, you, you try it out and you notice that hey, why can't I create this while this person does it in like ten minutes? Yeah, and it's usually because they're better at it in a way that they've gained experience, they've actually applied a lot of theories and mm-hmm. they have a sense for it. Well, that, that actually applies to a lot of uh, things, like a, a lot of um, uh, occupations, you know? Like uh, even a, an illustrator, yeah. like a person who draws anything, animations or maybe even uh, for, for like a print design. Yeah. Uh, some of them are like so good at it. You look at it and you think that's magic. Yeah. Well, if you try to draw something, it's gonna end up a stick figure or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, taking a pencil and putting your hand on a piece of paper while holding the pencil—that's not hard. Mm. But creating something on that piece of paper—that's where you know the, the magic happens. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to like end this discussion right here, but to me, there's no discussion because it's all about, you know, the way you apply your experience, the way you apply your own talent and yeah. your education, maybe. And and that's also a big thing. Yeah. Um, sure, you you can do a lot of, you know, a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. but you probably won't, you know, exceed or yeah, yeah. You, you won't be perfect or really yeah. good with a certain. Mm-hmm. Um, language, for example. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm also not going to write PHP, for example. I mean, I, I probably can write some lines and mm-hmm. you know create something. Hey, that's every PHP developer. <laughs> they probably can write something, so, so they do. And everybody thinks the whole language is shit because people who write PHP yeah. have such a low barrier, and they <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it is one of the the most you know basic and and. In, yeah, I would call it. It's a starter language, yeah. I guess. It's conceptually pretty easy to follow, yeah. and uh, a lot of uh, like you can just download Apache and PHP and and just start writing in like five minutes. Yeah. Well, if you try to write C, well, you're gonna have to set it up for two hours first. Yeah, it's almost like the new front-end development. You have to set up all your fucking packages and <laughs> gulp and <laughs> webpack yeah. and all the other crap yeah. <laughs> and testing and. And yeah. then eventually you, you might have some time to you know mm-hmm. work and do something. Yeah, because uh, projects now are like eighty percent setup and twenty yeah. percent actually working on the project. Man, I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's for a different moment. Yeah, uh, but so I think talking about the education mm. of uh, well a front ender and a back ender, I think that's where a lot of um, differences stem from. Yeah, because to actually be a front ender. You have to have a different background as yeah. a backender, mm. and vice versa. Uh, you, you can't, you know, be a backender without learning computer science. In my opinion, mm. if you don't have a basic understanding of computer science, you'll probably write pretty shitty code. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you don't need 
computer science background for front end. Mm. I think that there's there's a huge gap of knowledge. I'm not going to say intelligence. No, <laughs> it's a it's a knowledge based thing. Yeah. Um, and as a front ender, you choose to focus on something else that's more relevant to your field. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like, does a front ender have a very big difference or like a back end? Do they have a big difference in their education? Oh, like, what do you think? Because uh, what did you study actually? Yes, yeah, so, so I'm I'm a special case though. <laughs> We're all special cases. You're beautiful. <laughs> You're a snowflake. <laughs> no, but um, I um. But you, you focused on something, right? Yeah. You, you specialize in, uh, in a field. Well, I I, I really liked design um, mm-hmm. when I first started, you know, doing anything web related. Yeah. Um, but um, I I, I didn't. Yeah, how do you call it? D- design is a special thing, and I probably won't even, I will never be able to really be a designer. Okay. Because I don't like the fact that I have to be creative, forced, in, okay. in a certain time period. So okay. I've always struggled with that. Yeah. I mean, I can design, mm-hmm. but I've, and I've worked at companies as a designer full time, mm-hmm. but I always had a hard time finishing or doing design into a certain time period because you're trying to force yourself to be creative mm-hmm. and that, that's it's really hard and I, I have a, really a lot of respect for full-time designers who yeah do this for years now and it's their living mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they do it but um yeah i mean even with front development i sometimes just lose inspiration but i can you know it's code there's some kind of logic and sense mm-hmm. And eventually you'll find your way back. But with design, it's just such a huge yeah. <laughs> you know, subject. I mean, some designers draw inspiration from other websites, mm-hmm. but also from you know the world and colors yeah. and pictures and stuff like that. And I always had a hard time doing that. Anyway, so I I um, I had some design background, mm-hmm. and I did a, a private school for. Um, well, it, it was web design, web mm-hmm. development, uh, video editing, audio okay. editing. Yeah. So I learned how to record in studios and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so also web development and also backend. By the way, I learned um, I learned some PHP and stuff like that. Okay. So. But um. It was like focused on web. Well, like, so again, not only web because I also learned audio. Okay. And video oh, editing. So it's like. There was a. They, they call it multimedia. Okay. So it's just yeah, yeah. really generic yeah. um, education. Okay. But uh, I already had a, a front end and design background, as in I already was, you know, experimenting with mm-hmm. both those subjects. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted a, a piece of paper that <laughs> told me <laughs> yeah. that I did the thing, you know, and that's mm-hmm. all I, 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 I got an education for, to be honest. Yeah, that's um, because, because I, I've never <laughs> yeah. shown my um, certificate to anyone. <laughs> you didn't have to. No, I've never yeah. had a company ask me for my, you know, certificates uh, yeah. that I finished my education because no one cares. I mean, if in the can, end, it doesn't matter. But if, if you can just show to someone that you know how to write code, and if you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you show designs, that's all that matters for most companies anyway. It's kind of interesting. I think that that's. I don't want to like go too fast, but that's one of the things I feel like a front ender can get away with more than a back ender is 
Yeah. You don't have to back up your designs mm. or your your products as a front ender as much as a back ender. Yeah, because it, see, it, yeah. it kind of speaks for its for itself, right? It's a visual thing yes. also. Yeah. Um and there's not a lot of, lot of logic behind it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can just show front end or show mm-hmm. a design and they look at it and they know what it means and they know what. Yeah. That's also a thing because a lot of people who are not technical mm-hmm. can look at your work and yeah. already, you know, tell tell you that have an opinion at least yeah and and tell you that you're probably perfect for the job yeah with backends if you just put a random person i mean put my mom uh, you know and and show her some backend code and yeah i made this application and it does this and this and uh it's really you know fast and whatever she'll probably just you know (laughs) doesn't care or she can't have an opinion no she doesn't have enough knowledge of of the subject she probably needs a piece of paper to tell her that yeah. yeah, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting. I think uh, like you have to back your uh, products with actual lines of code as yeah. a backender, something that you can literally per character <laughs> know that. Uh, like if I write something hmm. and I show it to uh, a colleague, that person is going to know that I wrote that piece of code right there. Yeah. I chose that name for that variable right there. Mm. And he's going to have a question about that. Why did you choose that name? Yeah. Well, as a front-ender... Well, you, you sometimes have that if you work yeah, with multiple yeah. front-end developers, for example. You have critiques. Yeah. But, but yeah, you can't see how you got there mm. directly. Well, as a back-ender, if you don't comment your code, if you don't uh, have a clear way of... Uh, writing your code and then also making it understandable for your colleague yeah. is going to be shitty code. Uh, like that's, I also that's think, already. I also think yeah. that on backend development, there's more weight. There's more. You know, if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. there are more severe consequences than with frontend development. I think so too. Uh, even though uh, a, a user who goes to your site and the website won't load properly because of the front end, for yeah. example, you, you still lose those users. So of course, mm-hmm. it is important. But I think with backend, if you mess something up, you can just you know <laughs> you yeah. can destroy a whole application or website. Yeah, it's really harder to easily. roll back a problem or an issue. Yeah, also that, and um, because it's all like tangled in a, a complex way, and mm-hmm. with front end development, you you it's easier to separate and easier to find a, a reason why something is not working, not visually but functionally. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty accurate. Actually, it's it's also that. Okay, so what did you learn at that school, like multimedia, uh, private school? You mean the, the front end and back end parts? Yeah. Like, yeah so how, how did that go? Like, yeah, how do they you educate just get, you? Um, you? You get like um, uh, small cases you have mm-hmm. to make. So you get like a, a briefing. So mm-hmm. almost like in a real company, mm-hmm. you get a briefing. There's like a, a goal, what mm-hmm. needs to happen at a certain way. Yeah. Um, and they don't really care about how you exactly do it or get there, yeah. but you have to use certain languages, for example. So mm-hmm. you get like an assignment that you have to make a website for a museum, yeah. uh, you have to make a design, and you have to write front-end code, and it has to include, I don't know, CSS3 or HTML5, okay. for example, and some JavaScript. Yeah. And these kinds of interactions should be on there. Mm-hmm. and uh, Like the, requirements. Yeah, and, like and the backend should be at least do this, and then you kind of have to figure a way Okay, that's interesting. So a lot of subjects were yeah. like that, and of course you still have just class, and mm-hmm. they tell you how certain things work. But um, most time you learn from doing those cases, though. Yeah. 
Mm, that's then, interesting. Yeah, I really liked that education that they do it that way instead yeah. of focusing on the theory and just, you know, yeah. there's a guy <laughs> in front of the class and is telling you, oh, this is how you have to write this because then this happens. You kind mm -hmm. of have to figure it out yourself and you get guided, of course, mm -hmm. so you don't make uh, big mistakes and yeah. eventually you just start writing your code wrong or sloppily and you probably keep that shitty code for the rest of your life. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's different. Hmm. I think that actually has a lot of, you know, uh, similarities to most computer or like uh, computer-related educations, mm. uh, especially multimedia and design and and like uh, web, especially because web uh, in in its essence is actually based on the concept of multimedia. Like yeah. a website is not only text, it's not only images, it's not only videos, it's yeah. all, of the, all of the stuff combined. Mm. The technology can power all of that, uh, all of those things. Mm. So what you immediately get is a lot of surface level knowledge, I think. Like you need to know a lot of things. Yeah. At a surface level, you need to understand how videos work, how uh, audio works, how, text works, you know, the basics of typography, yeah. the basics of video design. Uh, it's really generic. It might be generic for a lot of people. Uh, like, you can't call yourself a, a graphic designer after such an education. Yeah. You can't also call yourself a front-ender directly. Yeah. Like, that's what I get with a lot of uh, education educations that have risen since, uh, like, mid-2000s. Mm. Like, a uh, I've also uh, I, I can't speak for everyone, but uh, I'm a I call myself a full stack developer because I like to do back end and front end. Uh, but I've also had an education that is mostly focused on front end, as I would see it now, like multimedia. Okay. So things that you would actually interact with as a user, mm. not the code that's behind something. Yeah. But I've uh, like as a hobby myself, I usually was writing backend code to set up for that, um, you know, for the layer, the, the front end layer. Yeah, uh, just instead of just grabbing something that's already built yeah. in the backend, you kind of decided to build something yourself yeah. for your own front end. Okay. Yeah, like my first CMS was in WordPress. Yeah, I, okay. I, I wrote my CMS in PHP because okay. I was like, I can do this or I want to do this, mm. but it, it wasn't a, a requirement. And I'm glad for that, that I've actually had the, the opportunity and also the time to, you know, work on my personal projects during high school, and yeah. then once I got to college, I started focusing more on front end, uh, and it actually opened up my eyes. And um, I was pretty technical. Like if if you would see my designs before I went to uh, that school, yeah. the college, you would think, yeah, that's a back end design. <laughs> you know, there's a clear difference when I like got uh, a specific way of thinking, yeah. it's, it's a philosophy, principles, and there's a theory behind front end. Yeah. And I think that's something like a switch that has to go up in your mind, and then uh, you have to like switch it uh, on and off if you wanna be a full stack developer. Mm. Um, and what I'm tr trying to say is that the switch usually means that you should think about all the, like the meta, um, mm, like, if a user uses your uh, your program, yeah. in what way are they going to use it? Mm. Like literally, their imp their input device, their um, 
like their screen size, their colors, what time of day, when, yeah. the, 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 which user is going to like. There's a lot, a lot of variables. Yeah. yeah. In the end, that that's something so vague that you have to make decisions and and choices. Mm. While as a backend developer, you're creating something that you think is the best for like the, the course of information, how that flows through your application. Yeah. You're designing that according to your own requirements. Yeah, that's also a lot of times why backend development feels so separated from frontend, yeah. uh, as in they kind of do their own thing mm -hmm. and then they hand it over to a frontend developer yeah. and then they do their thing. Yeah. Um, while that doesn't work a lot of times because, well, especially now with uh, more JavaScript uh, front-end frameworks mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So you're more dependent on what the backend gives you mm -hmm. exactly. So th th you have to m more, you know, talk and, yeah. and, and try to figure it out together instead yeah. of just working on your own little thing. I mean, like Waterfall mm -hmm. won't work nowadays, I think. Yeah, it's... Well, really hard. It's hard to <laughs> do Waterfall now, I, I think. I think Waterfall only works with smaller teams like... Two, and three, also max. more basic themes. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, themes. Teams. <laughs> teams. Yeah. yeah. Like people, like a combination of people that's yeah. not too uh, widespread. Yeah. yeah. As as a as a background. Mm. If you if you have people from different backgrounds, yeah. I think you'll end up, you know, either doing too much work or too little work to actually create something together. Mm. Uh, uh, like the the way waterfall flows, <laughs> it's only one way. Well, uh, if you're working with people who, um, like, even for uh, back-end, I, I mean, I think that stems from the technical standpoint of back-end is that you have the requirements and you just work up to those requirements and then you're yeah. done. Well, if you think about front-end, there's iterations of uh, testing and mm. seeing if it works. If not, then you have to change your interface and maybe that means changing your requirements. Yeah. So in that way, in that sense, that backend uh, has requirements that, that's different now. Like everything is so modular, so dynamic that yeah. you have to iterate. And that's why maybe the classic water flow, water flow, <laughs> wait, waterfall, water flaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a flaw, yeah. Water Waterfall um, like- Doesn't work anymore or I, I isn't used. Yeah, as I said, I think it works if you're literally in a team with two people or three people because yeah, even then, then even it, then I don't think it works but <laughs> I mean it works in a sense that if you have a clear cut path yeah. and you're like okay we're going to create this because this is the design I created and yeah. I want it like this that's what I mean like yeah, okay. you're not going to have to if it's really straightforward yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like if you're working with two people and uh, you're creating something as a hobby then waterfall can can work yeah. but if you're actually creating it for a client yes mm. then I wouldn't advise it <laughs> yeah that, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, back to like my education. Uh, I think I didn't have an actual backend education. I didn't learn computer science thoroughly. Mm. Uh, like at, at that college, I actually switched halfway <laughs> because I it just didn't work out for me at the, the first college I went to. The next college, I actually went to, a, it's called ICT. But in English, it's I, th I think it's just IT. Yeah, IT. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually it's called information technology. So 
it's very computer sciencey as a base, mm. and uh, so I, I learned more computer sciencey things there. And we actually had to program a chip and stuff like that. So we did learn about memory, about performance, about what the CPU does, and what kind of things there are in a system mm. that makes your computer run or not run. <laughs> so that's something I think is a very good uh, layer that you have to have to base your assumptions on during co coding. Yeah. Maybe something that front-enders have as a, as maybe as a talent or as a, uh, what do you call it? Just a, an, an aesthetic opinion. Mm. That's something that back-enders have as a solid theory or like a solid, uh, like like uh, you can't you can't say memory doesn't work like that because mm. it, it only works in a specific way. Yeah. Well, a lot of people would probably have an uh, have their own opinion why a red button or a green button is better. Yeah. You know, and yeah, there are principles. Yeah, but so, uh, the backend just works a specific way because it has to work a specific way. Usually, like on the basic level, mm. yes. So you have a lot of like things that you have to do, otherwise your program is not going to work. Yeah. Uh, or your your whole concept of creating that program in a specific way is not going to work. Yeah. Well, I think with front end you have a lot more freedom. Yeah, 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 you have a huge playground mm -hmm. and you have to kind of figure it out yourself or, you know, uh, let other people tell you how they do it and then kind of, mm -hmm. you know, hitch or, you know, write, mm -hmm. <laughs> use that information to create your own way of working. Yeah, it's interesting that um, like if, if you create something completely weird, mm. then it might work in front end. Yeah. <laughs> in back end, if you're creating something really weird, then you're probably going to have a bug. Yeah, and, and that's what I meant with in, in back end there is more, um, there's more weight. There, there's, there, there are more things that can go wrong yeah. because there is a certain structure or you know method to implement or use the the code, yeah. and with front end you have just mm. a, a bunch of freedom, and you can go pretty much anywhere you want. Yeah, and and still there are like nowadays there are uh, frameworks, there are design principles, there mm. are things that you almost have to abide if you want to go with the hype, go with the, the style. Yeah, like if if you're not creating um, a front end with a framework nowadays, you're going to have to, uh, like a difficult time recreating things that are popular yeah. right now because they all base their technology or their designs on what's available in those frameworks. Mm. And as a backender, it's going to be the same. Like like previously, 20 years ago or something, when everything was still <laughs> low level, mm. uh, as low level as it can be uh, in PHP. Yeah. It's, it's not a low level language, but I'm trying to say that there wasn't Laravel, there wasn't WordPress in, in such a way that you could base your whole project around one system. Yeah. Um, so you had to implement things yourself and doing things wrong at that stage was really like, it, it, it's bad. So you can't really experiment. You couldn't experiment uh, mm. as a backender that much yeah. because if you didn't follow a specific way, if you didn't make it as efficient as possible, as as much like functional code as possible, then you're probably either wasting your time or going going to create something that's not very relevant. Yeah. 
while with front end, I still think that that's been always the case that if you create something with front end uh, now or 20 years ago, it might still work. Like a design from 20 years ago might still work functionally. Yeah. While uh, code from 20 years ago probably is not a good idea to run r nowadays. Yeah. So well, with with frameworks, yeah. um, in the front end frameworks at least, I think the we're shifting more to the mm -hmm. less freedom side, I think, mm -hmm. because uh, there are more restrictions and, and guards in place to, you know, l make sure you don't yeah. <laughs> go off the track of how a framework wants you to work with yeah. the, the code. And especially, you know, more opinionated frameworks like um, I think Angular and Ember, for example, mm -hmm. you have to write your front end code in a specific way, otherwise yeah. it just doesn't work. Mm. So it's interesting that it's kind of you know flipping around. As in, it feels like backend is getting a bit more flexible right now, yeah. and the uh, frontend is sh shifting to a more strict and yeah. you know, specific way of writing. I, I still think uh, like frontend is a bigger topic, like a bigger topic than backend. Uh, what I mean with that is you need more. Um, well, you combine multiple mm. masteries to be a front-ender, while uh, a back-ender can be literally a master in PHP, and you can call him a back-ender. Yeah. Um, of course, that's very limited knowledge. <laughs> You'll mm. probably have to understand uh, like a lot of theories, a lot of things like RESTful APIs, uh, database uh, stuff, and how you interact with the front-end. So it's not a small topic, mm. the back-end, but it could be uh, less widespread as far as uh, which like which uh, topics you have to understand and learn. Yeah. So I think front end, if you're talking about frameworks, that's literally maybe a quarter of the things you have to understand for your front end. Like the yeah. rest is still CSS. Yeah, you still need to know the, the basics or, yeah. Yeah, but also like the design theories and stuff. Mm. That's something you have to keep up with in a different way. Yeah, um, yeah it, to me, it, it it's getting more... Um, Streamlined. Mm. I wouldn't say it's less flexible than before, but it's more streamlined. Like if you want to use a, a framework to streamline your design process, your front end process, yeah. then it's available now. Before mm. it was, you know, you have to use <laughs> just vanilla JavaScript with jQuery to create interactivity. Mm. Uh, now you have like two-way data binding and all these controllers and, and services you can set up for your framework. Yeah. Um, you you don't have to focus on that anymore as much. Mm -hmm. I think that that alleviates you from a lot of you know um, mental heavy lifting yeah. for the front end. Well, what what I also find interesting is that um, backend is something that can be replaced by tools. It as could in, be, yeah. you have stuff like Firebase, for example, where you don't mm -hmm. have to set up any backends. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that's also interesting because for front end there isn't something like that because well I, I don't you, that's you, what I'm talking about you can only download themes if you want so you have like a, a pre-built front yeah. end for example mm -hmm. but you probably still have to kind of edit the front end right well and I, I don't I don't 100% agree with that mm. <laughs> because as I just said like uh, I'm gonna just call an arbitrary number like 10 years ago mm. there weren't there was no Angular or Vue or, or Ember yeah so 
what you had to do to create such a page was write vanilla JavaScript with mm -hmm. jQuery and create the whole structure of getting the information with Ajax, yeah. and then uh, like pushing it towards your front, like your your HTML. Mm. That was all done manually. Nowadays, you just do that. That that's like a whole lot of extra work you had to do. Yeah, sure. Manually. There's like a, a bunch of the work is yeah. you know shaved off, or it's yeah. it's it's leaner, I guess. I mean, but if, I mean, if you can think about it that way, that maybe it's replaced that. Mm -hmm. Like you can also use a framework to replace that work. Yeah. Just like you would use Firebase to replace manual database connection. Yeah, but that, that's what is I want. that the same? That's what I meant. Uh, I think backend is easier to replace. Because because of the the, the logic and structure mm. that just works one way, yeah, it's easier to recreate something like that once and kind of you know mm -hmm. build on that. So for example, Firebase, mm -hmm. while front end development is still a, a pretty flexible and variable thing. And sure, you you can add frameworks, but if if I have like a Firebase backend yeah. and I put Vue in front of it, mm -hmm. I still have to write the code to you know get a front end. Mm -hmm. But the other way around. I, yeah. I don't have to set up Firebase, mm. and uh, as far as I know, there are not really you know. It, it's, it's not the other way around. Yeah. There, there are no tools available where you have a, a, a an easy and you know already ready front end, but you have to build your own back end. I mean, again, you can sure you can download themes, yeah. but still, a theme is something that's really is creative again, and yeah. I know there are a mean. lot of you know. It, it's just a back end. You can kind yeah. of. Copy paste the backend, and it should you know work for multiple purposes. Yeah. And with a front end, you can copy paste, yeah. but then you have the same mm -hmm. front end and the same design, yeah. and it doesn't work. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> so. That's interesting. Th th that's where we even hit the like the 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 base definition of backend and front end is mm. the front end is actually the the thing that you see that you interact with, yeah. and that's something that is very variable depending on your project. Mm. While the backend is something that will always have to be uh, something you can depend on to uh, push the information or retrieve the information you want mm. uh, in a specific way. I mean, I'm not going to say that backend is very straightforward, but as a backend developer, in some cases, you have to make your system so uh, extensible and so easily like uh, it has to be very, um, it has to be ready for many different um, use cases. Yeah. So you're going to have to build it in a very uh, open way, so that you can actually push information towards it. While the front end, that's something that's even more open, because every project has has its own interaction, mm. and uh, like the name back and front, that's where the definition comes from. Is when you're creating something in the back. That's something that is always there. You can rely on it doing its thing, mm. while the front end is something that you can change. Like it's like it's like me. <laughs> I, I I wear clothes depending on where I'm going to, mm. what kind of mood I have. But the person inside me usually is the same <laughs> reliable person. Yeah. <laughs> like you can expect me to, you know, whip up my laptop and write some code anytime because that's not depending on how I look. Mm. While how I look does mean that I'm rep representable towards a specific occasion. Mm. And I think that's where back and front, the concept of you know, front-ender and how they implement their knowledge, I think that's where like, the names in the end uh, like come from and what they mean. Mm. It's kind of interesting. And uh, 
maybe that's like the conclusion is you both have different occupations and you have to you know implement your own knowledge you have to use your own knowledge in your own way and it's not easier Mm. it's just different yep and uh well maybe in the end you have to be reliable (laughs) in both cases because you're going to have to communicate with the back end yeah um and as a back ender you have to communicate to the front ender in a way that you can you know change your requirements you have to be acceptable for the things that the front ender wants to push towards you mm. as far as information yeah. so i think it just goes both ways and uh you know we should all be friends yeah we should all just hug it out and love each other Please, we we, bro. we need each other that's the main well, thing we do be a full stack developer and guess <laughs> who you need <laughs> Mr. <Fuck> <laughs> 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 Mr. full stack <laughs> Then you're getting uh, uh, the the you know the short stick on both ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it, it, that's maybe uh, another good topic. But you know, full stack developer, I have my own theories, and I can imp- implement them, and I can also back them up with my front end and my back end. So mm-hmm. people can't go around my <laughs> decisions, which is a good thing sometimes because uh. a lot of clients who hire me they just don't know what they want, mm. and, and I can. You know, as far as I'm an expert in th- on that, on that f- in that field, I can tell them that no, that's not a good idea. Or yes, that's a good idea oh. with some with some form of, you know, knowledge to back it up. <laughs> just just a little bit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening again. Yeah, it's uh, it was a fun episode. Yeah. Well, the next one is probably also gonna be fun. Hang in there. Please listen to us. We are desperate for listeners. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.